0: Hey guys, I'm Jonathan Hilliard from Connex Media and host of Atlanta Born & Brand. We understand that many of you are struggling and want to help the community of business owners that we have grown to know and love over the last two years. Right now, we're all in a season of uncertainty with the virus, and the small businesses in our community need your support more than ever. This week, we're going to spotlight Carissa Tuttle of Simply Done Donuts. A few ways that you can help Simply Donuts right now are... Get your gift cards. For more information, email eat at Do you know folks celebrating a moment or a hospital staff working overtime? Have Simply Done cater to them. You can also order online to get delivery with Easy Cater or order takeout. Visit their website, simplydonedonuts.com. If you know of a small business and need of help at this time, please share their story with us use the hashtag LiftATL2020. We are building a database of social media posts, graphics, and audio clips for you to download, share, and use how you see fit. We hope all of you will latch onto this cause and share the needs of those in our community. For more information, visit LiftATL2020.com. We wanna introduce these founders, brands, and businesses to the city they live in, their neighbors, to make sure Atlanta and those brands that call it home can thrive for generations to come. Today, it's our great pleasure to introduce you to Carissa Tuttle, owner of Simply Done Donuts. She's a native of Dallas, Texas, but after coming to Atlanta, she went from corporate America to food truck operator to restaurant owner in nearly the blink of an eye. She did it all with a product that may fit in the palm of your hand, but packs a big flavor punch. In the process, she helped put an Atlanta spin on a classic guilty pleasure. Quick disclaimer, we actually did this interview in her shop, so you will definitely hear some sounds of the trade in the background. You're from Dallas, Texas, she said? Yes. Land of 700 donut shops, mm-hmm. as you put it. At the very
1: least, what,
0: yes. Uh, what brings you to Atlanta. And I'm going to eat a donut, by the way, while you talk. You Is that cool? You should. They're warm and delicious. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs>
1: um, well, at the time, I was working for AT&T Corporate, mm-hmm. and they promoted me, so I moved out here. And uh, kept working with them for about another five years or so. Mm-hmm. And then at the same time, I realized I hit 30, and I was like, I can't keep doing this anymore. Mm-hmm. I need a change, something more my pace. And so I decided to jump into donuts. Hmm. It was actually the first word I ever said. Um, okay, there you go. I grew up eating donuts for special occasions. So those are like some of my favorite memories. Yeah. And um they like hold your birthday on. cake basically. Yes. Yeah. And my wedding cake cuz we just got <laughs> married, so I did donuts. But um instead of investing in like a retail space to start off, we decided to do a food truck. Hmm which allowed us to kind of test our waters, test our product, meet people, see what they liked, figure out pricing, location, all that good stuff. And I did the two for about a year and a half. And then this lovely area of Duluth randomly had a sign up saying Parsons Alley was coming when Joe and I decided we wanted to start a retail space. Hmm. And with the truck, we had been out here for all the town green events before and we knew we loved the community and we loved the people. Um, and when we saw the sign we're like this is the stars aligning like this is meant to be kind of thing that's crazy and we started the conversations with the developer Mm -hmm. and it just went from there and it's pretty awesome
0: so you kind of like, you summed up everything really quickly there, but I know it was a lot more stressful than you uh, just yeah. made it sound. <laughs> yeah. So, you're working for at and mm-hmm. and you hit 30. It's funny. I hit 30 and decided I was going to quit my corporate job and oh, open a production company. Oh, big time right? step. Yeah. So, maybe that's the, like, quarter-life crisis, you Must know, be. that we deal with. But, anyhow, what was that process you, you decide, okay, I'm, I'm done with the corporate job and I want to do something that's more me. Mm-hmm. Was that scary for you? Or is your personality just one that, you know, you're kind of caution in the wind mm-hmm. and, and go for it. What was that experience like for you?
1: You know, we were actually just talking about this. I have a tendency to not overthink things hmm. because if you do that, you'll talk yourself out of something.
0: Yeah.
1: And I kind of figured, okay, I'm going to budget this to test this this out, this hmm. idea, and that's when I bought my first donut machine, and then I was like, okay, I bought this, now I need my truck. So then I bought a, I used something more affordable that would fit my budget, yep. and knowing going into it, if this didn't work out, I'll be okay, I will have learned, sure. um, but if it works, then awesome. So... I kind of just jumped in for the most part, I yeah. guess. And then I just kind of level set it with myself, realizing, okay, don't exceed this amount of money. Let's just test the waters sure. and go from there.
0: Did you do the food truck and your full-time job simultaneously, or did you just jump in and, um, and get I into it? I did,
1: because most of the food truck events were at night, anyhow, mm-hmm. and weekends. Yeah, It allowed me to um, work both and then kind of... Uh, keep my paying job where right. I was making money and had benefits and then save up what I did make sure. which was nice but for that year and a half we didn't really have in life. Yeah. But that was okay because we were meeting lots of people right? getting more familiar with Atlanta because we were still relatively new. Sure. And uh, we were growing on this new journey at that point.
0: Yeah. So tell me so when you're doing the food truck is it like Piedmont Park, you know, like you're talking about the events in Duluth like the Food Truck Fridays, just finding whatever you could and and booking a spot there. How does that go? Exactly.
1: So it's funny because Atlanta isn't a super friendly food truck, uh it's still
0: pretty new scene, right?
1: It feels that way. And then um a lot of people or the city in particular makes it very difficult for us just to show up anywhere. Hmm. So where it's worth our time and value is going to the big food truck events so dumb lilburn lawrenceville when we first started we decided okay let's do these areas yeah. where we knew there was a crowd and we could at least make some sales sure and make it worth our time but we weren't able just to go park anywhere we wanted right and then from there once you start getting your feet wet because you're meeting all these people, it turns into, "Hey, my son has a birthday party. Do you do birthday parties? Um, I have a wedding we do coming now. up. Yes, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, and then weddings. So there's been this whole new trend um, about doing donuts for weddings. Yeah. Donut walls, donut towers, that sort of thing. So we kind of just entered into that market at a good time. Right. And everybody wants something unique. <laughs> And what's better than a really hot, yummy, fresh donut?
0: What looks better on Instagram than donuts at your wedding? Too, oh, I know, right? right? How cool is that? And
1: you have them stacked up beautifully, and then you yeah. can add flowers to them and pearls. So yeah, you can get really f- fancy and customized.
0: What is the uh, what's the food truck community like? Do you like get to know those those oh. other vendors? And yeah, like, that's a good I question. I imagine there's some characters in that bunch too.
1: There are, <laughs> and um, so we've worked with. Oh my gosh, I. I'd say nearly almost all of them. And there's probably 200 trucks yeah. in Atlanta. And every wow. year there's more coming and going. People yeah. learn it's a really, really tough business because one, you're weather dependent and weather ruins mm-hmm. a lot. So,
0: as we know from what, like the rainiest year in the history yep. of Atlanta this yep. past year.
1: And being the end of the year, I was doing the books and talking oh, with my CPA. Man. So, rain. And it's out of our control which sucks sure that's the sucky part but the food truck community we're a very tight-knit group hmm. super supportive because the city doesn't really support us so much hmm. um and we have to fight a lot of battles with them yeah and then the permitting process is cumbersome they make it really challenge challenging and then it costs a lot of money for these permits and you got to get permits in every yeah. county Um, And then every county has different regulations. And it's being aware of what those are, keeping them up to date, and so on. But uh, it also is concerning how some people are on the streets with food trucks, and they don't have permits. And it happens. And they give us a bad name.
0: Kind of scary when you think about it. It is.
1: I know which (laughs) ones to eat at and which ones not to. (laughs) I need to get that list from you, Carissa. I'll get that to you.
0: (laughs) So how long were you doing the food truck thing before you said you kind of you guys were down here for I guess the event in Duluth and saw uh, saw that there was a retail space available how long had you been doing it at that point Uh,
1: I would say that was probably close to a year and a half
0: and was a a retail brick and mortar store always the long-term plan for you
1: no I wanted to franchise out the food truck concept But then I really, really, the community here speaks to me, Hmm. and I said, if I don't try this now, while we don't have kids, while I'm young enough to take the risk, and I could always go back to corporate America. And I think doing this speaks a lot on a resume. No doubt. I kind of just talked myself into it yeah basically and yeah your
0: resume now says accountant manager yes (laughs) no janitor Uh, everything in it it. yeah Yeah, (laughs) pretty much
1: event planner even so it just goes on and on and I know through the process I was going to learn a lot Hmm. and again it was that step I was like I'm not going to think too much on it Um, I'm going to just jump in do it see if it works if I fail it's okay I will have learned a lot <laughs> yeah
0: so you're you're newly married yes was your now husband were you guys together before the donut thing started yep. mm-hmm. okay so he's kind of rocked the he's whole on journey, this journey with, you. with
1: me that's cool <laughs> whether he wants to or not but no it turns out he really wants to
0: <laughs> yeah that's good and is he he works full-time with you now yep. as well
1: he he quit his personal training job so yes he was a personal trainer right. and we were making donuts um <laughs> He kind of still does the training on the side, but yeah. mostly, yeah, we're we're committed to to growing this.
0: Listen, some would argue that that's the perfect combination, because it's uh, yes. like if you didn't have a personal trainer as a co co-owner, yep. who knows? Yes. Right? Well,
1: and I, I really hope that that him and I can be an example that like, hey, you can actually enjoy these kind of things. Sure. Um. And and not be overweight and everything hmm. in moderation and. Um, but that's also why I went into mini donuts too, because it allows you to sample more flavors and not feel so guilty about it. Right.
0: Well, and I was going to ask you too, about when you started the the food truck, was it experience that you had, like you said, with all the, all the different variety of donuts in Dallas, how did you decide what your first product line was going to be?
1: It was the woman who sold me my donut machine, the very Hmm. first one for the truck found her in Oregon and she talked to me on the phone about a recipe that did really really well for her she shared it with me so she was almost just kind of like this little angel because I was just jumping in not knowing what to do so we took her recipe and then we added our own little flavorings Mm -hmm. to it to make it our own and then it just kind of went from there so (laughs) She made it somewhat easier for us to get into this.
0: Yeah. Because yeah. I,
1: I don't have a baking background. I didn't make donuts ever. Yeah. And it's... Um,
0: you figured it out as you went. Yep. Yeah. So, I'm, I mean, I'm looking at your your flavor wall mm-hmm. right now, and you've got, is it 20? 20 different flavors? 24. 24 different flavors.
1: Yeah, because some of those can be chocolate, maple ice, Right. yeah.
0: right. Did you start off with such a broad no. list? What was the, the first line?
1: The uh, the food truck is so limited on space. Yeah. We started off with about uh, uh, 10 flavors. it is still a lot. It is still a for lot. For a food truck. Yeah. Yeah. And um, obviously doubled it up. And then we do donuts of the month here in the shop. So we're <laughs> always working on new flavors yeah. and things to keep people coming in here. But those flavors we started with on the truck, we still do today on the truck. Yeah. Like, they do—people love
0: them. Sure. So I I can imagine that a food truck—you know, you definitely want to market yourself to get people to come to these events, but, like, you're kind of at the event, and people come up to you. Mm -hmm. I imagine that's a lot different when you've got a brick-and-mortar that is in a community that really— people aren't moving in, in and out of the community every day so all of a sudden now you have to make yourself a destination yep. for people to come into town yes is that something that that kept you up at night when you're opening the store like are we gonna have the same four people come into the shop like oh, every day
1: goodness. <laughs> this is such a hot topic for us yeah. right now uh, and that's because in almost uh, april will be four years we've been doing the truck yeah in march will be two years for the shop And then in these four years total, Mm -hmm. we have never spent any money on marketing, which is pretty amazing. It is. And we're still alive, even this much time later, which most small businesses, especially Hmm. restaurants, fail in their first year. Yeah. Um, So it's a blessing that we've gotten this far and not spent any money on it. But we are to the point where now we do need a market.
0: Hmm.
1: And we just hired our first store manager yeah and hopefully with having him on board he'll be able to take a lot of this stuff off my plate because i've been so in the weeds Mm -hmm. and when you have a truck and a store it's basically two restaurants sure so um our goal is to hit the streets get out there Mm. get to businesses more wedding venues churches schools um let them know we're here because still to this day in this community people can live a mile and not Mm. know we're here yeah um and location is really important and then we're kind of tucked back here on the back side sure which makes it
0: super challenging i can imagine yeah yeah you guys have done a, a great job I noticed there's you've got there's some signage signs. up on the street Oh, you're
1: so observant um, I'm, so, I'm glad you saw them. <laughs> yeah definitely
0: um but you've also done a good job you got a cool mural yes. outside your door
1: people take pictures with it all yeah. the time yes you, you
0: do. you do a great job of focusing on that on Instagram as well mm-hmm. so you know you kind of build in your brand through even just Trying. that that little mural outside yes who did the mural by the way
1: um it was a local artist actually nice and then After this project, she moved out to L.A. and started doing murals out there. Wow. We try to keep everything we do very local. Sure. Um, Like, for instance, for our wedding, our photographer is a customer. I met her. She's like, oh, I'm a wedding photographer. I was like, okay, great.
0: How convenient.
1: Super convenient. (laughs) The officer we had to hire for our wedding is a Duluth police officer that comes in. We met him, hired him. And then we've hired some guys over at Good Word to do some artwork for us as yeah. well. I, I'm all about supporting local and especially small business.
0: Sure. So tell me when, you, I guess, you signed the papers to get your, your brick and mortar started. Mm-hmm. It was This was a new development. So it wasn't like, did you guys sign on before the building was even here?
1: Uh, right when it was put up, the walls okay. were up.
0: Gotcha. Yeah, um,
1: it was completely just a construction zone on the inside. Right,
0: but it was a blank canvas for yes, you, essentially. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we talked about all those different mm-hmm. things you can put on your resume now. Yes, like
1: interior decorator.
0: Interior decorator. <laughs> yes. You know, basically, you know, pseudo architect. Essentially. And
1: yeah, I I actually through the process I identified a huge flaw in um, my general contractor's <laughs> um, drawings. And had he gone through with it, it would have cost me a lot of money to fix the issue. Wow. And what's funny is the health department didn't even see it either. But I'm very, very detailed oriented, yep. which I think if you own a business, you oh. kind of have to be.
0: Sure. And um, if you're not, you better get that way. Yep.
1: Right. You have no choice. Um, yeah. But yeah, put that one on my resume, I guess, too. <laughs> so. Uh,
0: what was that process like of, of just watching it go from. You know, however many walls are mm-hmm. in the, because you got kind of a weird shape. like little corridor here. Yes. But turning that into a coffee shop donut house.
1: I actually really enjoyed in designing this space. Yeah. I wanted things to pop. I wanted mm-hmm. to feel homey. Um, what would people like to see? Because I would go out to other donut places. Yeah. And see what it was they were doing. I do sure. a research like crazy and um just going off our logo a lot because people would say that they love our logo right and that has bright colors to it and then as far as like coffee was new for us we didn't do coffee on the, on truck. the food truck and I yep. didn't drink coffee sure so I knew nothing about it and I knew having visited a lot of donut places coffee is an afterthought hmm. they don't I don't know any that practice doing really good coffee. Mm. And that became my second passion. Yeah. And I wanted to make sure we teamed up with someone who had great purpose behind their coffee. Mm. And Three Tree Coffee Roasters in Statesboro uh, does an amazing job. And funny enough, I met him at a market and he's from Duluth and his family still How here. How about that? So, again, stars aligning kind of thing, yep. I feel like. No doubt. Um, and someone having their hand in this. but that for me is one of my favorite partnerships yeah and then last year we won best coffee shop in Gwinnett and then we're about to um, find out what the results are again for this uh-huh. last round so we'll see if we can keep that the prize yeah yeah but I mean anything and everything in this space it just comes from my heart sure I wanted to make it personal, so when you're here, you find pictures of us going through the process, mm-hmm. how we got started, the truck, um, any articles that were written during the process.
0: Yeah.
1: I even have diagrams of the build-out on the walls, <laughs> pictures with you know a lot of the TV movie set people that we meet, yeah. which is a lot of fun. And then, um, you know, we put pillows in here to keep it cozy. Yeah. And um, music to make you feel relaxed, just the lighting as well was a factor. So sure. all these things, it's like sensory items, and you're right. like, what will we'll work with people? And I knew what I liked, and I kind of just rolled with that. Hmm.
0: Did you have anybody to lean on in that process, or was it just kind of you're scoured, you're scourging YouTube and the Internet for just the things that kind of strike uh, you?
1: Um, I used Pinterest a lot yeah, for Pinterest. ideas. Yeah, Pinterest, that makes yes. sense. And then... You know, when you start to get involved with the city, they have regulations as far as signage goes, mm-hmm. for example, and there's things I can and can't do, and maybe through the process you play dumb just to get by with something, um, and you as learn and grow forgiveness from forgiveness and uh,
0: permission. Yeah, uh,
1: exactly. Yeah. There's a million little things in this sure. whole process. It's it's insane, but um, I think I think for the most part, it just came from what I liked, yeah. and. Um, as far as the tables and chairs though, I struggled with because like you hmm. said, it's kind of a funky space Yeah. And we had um, a close friend of ours who is an interior designer for hotels. Nice. So she, she took the, the foot the square footage diagram and she put some stuff together for me, told me where to buy it, I nice. bought it and it worked out perfectly.
0: Before we go on with today's episode, I want to take a minute to address the small business owners listening to the show. Here at Atlanta Born & Brand, we hope to bring great value to you over the course of our first season. And now, we're looking for a couple partners to help us do that. If you're interested in advertising your business or brand on this show, let us know. We're looking to build a team of great companies and ultimately create a network that props up all great Atlanta-run businesses. If you'd like more information, send us an email at info at atlborn.com. That's info at atlborn.com. When you walk into Simply Done Donuts, it definitely has a little bit of a coffee shop vibe, but there's another layer to it for sure. My favorite part of the store though, it's gotta be the decorating window where customers can watch their donuts being made, always fresh and to order.
1: I wanted something fun for kids and Mm -hmm. people to do while they waited for donuts. Yeah, Cause you know, imagine a Saturday and we have a line out the door, the wait can get, you know, a bit long when you're not used to that at a donut place because, you know, they have a display case and it's just grab and go. Sure. Um, but since we're making them to order, I'm, I was kind of sensitive to the fact of that and I wanted to give them something to occupy their time. Right. And, man, the kids love it. That's cool. And that's one of those personal touches that I just wanted to give. For one, that's what I would like to see. Yeah. But I know the community would love yeah. to see that too. Right. I think it's... Everything's usually back in the kitchen, Definitely. and left to um your own mind and thinking yeah. what it could be, but so now we kind of open that up, and then I like to be transparent, sure on everything, so even like our opening between the kitchen and the yep. bar is fairly wide open. You can always see what we're doing. we always keep a clean kitchen right. um, hopefully that that kind of informs people that hey, they're Definitely. tidy, they're clean. you care
0: about it yes. Yeah. You know, it's funny because I can remember one of my favorite memories growing up. I'm a Mm -hmm. donut person, too, by the way. It wasn't my first word. We're going to be friends. No doubt. (laughs) One of my best memories growing up, we would go to one of the larger donut chains Mm -hmm. in the southeast, but there was a shop right around the corner from our house. Okay. And this chain, you know, is the same thing. They have a wide open window. And I remember watching the line of donuts going under the glazer. Yeah. Yeah. And that was like, yes, yes, Saturday morning, like before we had our, oh, our little game it. or whatever, yeah. we would go to the donut shop and yep. watch that. So when I saw your picture window, I was like, yeah. a little bit of uh, nostalgia, you know, now, watching the donuts. Yes, oh, now yeah. we
1: need to just work on a sign so people know it's there. Sure. Um, again, like nothing yes. is ever static. We're always yeah. learning and improving right. and still people will come in like five to let's say five times we had a customer she's like I've been in five times and I didn't even know there was a decorating window yeah uh, so I made sure to tell my team let people know that this right. is an option for them you
0: need some uh, some neon
1: neon lights
0: L- just like a, an a neon light that says look here with yes. an arrow
1: why would I look there <laughs> yeah yes because
0: how many people are n- gonna see that and not look at I know there, you know.
1: I'm going to work on I'll that. I'll give you that one for can free. Can you do that for me? <laughs> <laughs> I'll
0: give you that one for free. I can make a video of the uh, you putting up the neon sign. I can't actually make a neon okay. sign. Okay. Sorry. Fair enough. But I know somebody who You can't
1: can. do everything. Right.
0: Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So tell me about your team now. I know that, you know, you said you and Joe have kind of been in this journey together yeah. from from the beginning, but running a shop is more than a two-person job, yeah. obviously. So. How do you guys uh, delegate responsibilities now, and, and who's part of your team?
1: Um, man, we so with restaurants, it's natural to have high turnover, mm-hmm. and then we were new to owning a restaurant to begin with. Sure. So um, we hired a bunch of young kids, mm-hmm. you know, first-time workers who didn't have never had a job before. Right. And it would blow your mind (laughs) that they don't know how to Windex, like grabbing a wet cloth to Windex. Would it though?
0: It doesn't blow my mind, Carissa.
1: Or how to even sweep or... Yeah. Man. And you think something so simple to us, but it is not a common thing for for young kids. Mm -hmm. But... um, And then another thing in the restaurant business is you're always hiring. Right. Regardless, no matter how awesome of managers you are, how good of a team you have... Because life happens, yeah. and um, we've had the ups and downs. Luckily, we've never struggled too much with finding work. People yes. love working right. here, but then school Jeez. happens, and sure. then um, I've lost two really good employees because of health concerns. And
0: hmm.
1: you know, we stand on concrete all day and every day, so it's not yeah. the, you know the best on your body. But um, I have one girl who's been with us since we opened. Hmm. She is my rock star. Yeah. And then our uh, shop manager just started last week. And then um, our whole team, though, are team players. And that's what I require from everyone who works here, as well as putting care into everything that we do. So that's from greeting people at the door, making good donuts, making a good cup of coffee, cleaning the space well, like putting care into everything will keep us and make us different from everyone else. I feel like I want people to think of this as their home. I wanna be the home for maybe someone who lost their home and a comfortable place for them to come hang out. And like for me and Joe, we love knowing people And we've made friends through this process, too. I can imagine. Dinners with neighbors who live right here in the new townhomes and even the merchants. We're all connected and supportive of each other. Yeah. But having this space, like all these little dots start to get connected. And then before you know it, you've built this kind of web, this support team and system. And um, I think, too, given how things are run in here, we attract a different... um, uh, crowd of people who want to work here Hmm. and so I think because of that we haven't really had trouble with employees and that's a good thing
0: do you find as a business owner especially being a restaurant like you are here the hardest thing for me running a business is accepting the fact that the other people that work in the business don't care about it as much as I do that That's a tough thing for it me is. because I'm just like, you know, I'm, I'm always thinking about the business, clearly. Mm-hmm. Like, even when I go home playing with the kids, it's like, your baby. I'll get away from it for a couple hours here and there, but then yeah. as I'm laying down to go to sleep, I'm thinking about the business. Yep. I can imagine in this when, like you said, a lot of times you're hiring younger kids that maybe this is their first job. Mm-hmm. It's a way to, you know, it's their movie theater money, mm-hmm. basically. Like, do you struggle with that or is that just me?
1: No, I do all yeah. the time. I actually just held a, our first team meeting for the year on Monday. Yeah. And um, I, I wanted just a level set with everyone, but then also start the new year on the right vision and the right foot and what I'm expecting going forward. Because Joe and I want to be in other communities like this. Yeah. And I want to grow this thing, at least try to, and say I tried, and if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Yeah. But I think there's something very special here and I feel it in my heart and mm. the way people feel when they come in and getting to be a part of people's weddings and birthday parties uh-huh. and we throw kids birthday parties here in this space yeah. like we're part of people's big memories yeah, so and that cool. to me is like the coolest thing no doubt but no one is ever going to put that amount of care into it because it's not their baby Yeah. but um, you can definitely get them pretty darn close I feel like so I... You know, a resume can say one thing, but I, I personally go off hiring a heart, a heart yeah. and the I let feel. the feel yeah. and I let them know what my vision for this business is. Mm-hmm. And if they're not on board with it, then, you know, they're not right for the team and that's sure. okay. But yeah, better
0: off for them, you know, because if they don't want to, you know, yes. they're going to be miserable yep. here if exactly. they don't, they're not lined up with you. Yeah. You mentioned this community and some of the other, um, business owners in the community, you know, driving, like I said, I grew up in Duluth, um, and I'm fortunate to know a couple of the other business owners. You got this kind of really cool dynamic of female business owners in downtown Duluth.
1: Yep. Yeah. And I don't
0: know how much you guys talk to each other. Or we
1: really don't. If it's so funny you uh, said that. If
0: you've even noticed that, but like the Personify shop, um, uh, Maddie and Tammy. Oh, are I love there Maddie. yeah. Yeah, and then uh, Marsha done at Four yes, Forks, yep. and the uh, two girls I don't I haven't even met them yet at Chocolaterie.
1: Yeah, Ashley who owns like the pottery place. Right, and then um, oh Brianna who owns Crave Pie. Oh, yeah, but yes, I. You know, it's funny we've never once when we all talk talk about that. Yeah, because I think we're so involved hmm. in running the business. Sure, but one of my goals this year is to hold uh networking events here monthly right so kind of like a mimosas and mini donuts kind of thing but Mm -hmm. hoping to connect people locally yeah and uh help people build their businesses too yeah so hopefully during those moments we'll all be able to get to talk and um and then i guess really when I think about it, it's the bigger restaurants that are kind of male-operated. Hmm. So Good Word, Nacho Daddy, Pure. Yeah. Um, I think, and Dreamland. In yeah. Dreamland, yeah. sure. So yeah. the females are, I guess, they're dominating the area. No doubt. But,
0: like, it's strength in numbers. Yes. No doubt. But how cool is that, though? You know, you talked about some young kids coming to work for you. Mm-hmm. Like, I just think about... about when I was in high school, especially in the suburbs, it felt like small business was like super male dominated, mm-hmm. like business owners um, yeah. were just really predominantly male. And, and I'm sure there are parts of even Atlanta that are still like that yeah. today, but downtown Duluth, like That's you guys pretty are awesome running now it. that
1: you point this out. Yeah. Well, when I started, um, when I signed the paperwork for yeah. this, every single person I dealt with was male. Wow. From... The broker who found me in this spot to the developers, mm. to the contract workers, to the health department. Uh, that always caught my eye. <laughs> I'm like, this is all men. Yeah. And uh which is a interesting experience because sure. I think naturally there's sometimes the tendency like to talk over hmm. but I'm a very strong person. And I know what I want, which is right. a good thing.
0: <laughs> no doubt. Stand your ground. So,
1: um, have you,
0: uh, I'm, I'm sure you've met the mayor.
1: Yes. I yeah. love Nancy.
0: She's such a cool lady. I've, I've, we talked to her last night at this Duluth business meeting. Yeah. And it's just cool to see like this kind of revolution that she's sort of led.
1: Thank God somebody is. Cause yeah. it's pretty amazing. Yeah. And the team of people who work with her are even better. They held my hand through this really? process. Hmm. Um, I didn't get to work with her so much, but she brings her granddaughter in. Yeah. And to see her eat donuts is That's just pure awesome. joy. But yeah. uh, they're super supportive of everyone in here. They listen to yeah. our problems. Yeah. They help us out when we need it, which is good.
0: Well, it's it's cool you say that because I've in having conversations with them. It sounds like they wanted Duluth to be a little different Mm -hmm. in that they really cared about what businesses came in. They weren't signing. They weren't giving leases to anybody that came up and, you know, had a checkbook.
1: That's funny you said that because when I reached out, I was like, Oh, I'm a nobody because I'm just a little food truck and I don't have anything special about me. And they did. I, I think he had mentioned, looking up our, our reviews, or website, they they did kind of a, a sneak research where they came to a food truck event, had our donuts, hmm. and then they started asking friends who had had our donuts in the city, like in a, a truck yeah. event. And they gave me the green line, which I was so surprised because at that time, I knew they were looking for bigger players, like more... Um, hmm. I don't know if upscale cuisine is the right thing, but more established brands or something of the sort. But I was happy they took the chance on Little Me. Well,
0: you have to be balanced in a a community, too. Like, that was important for them. Yes, you got to have those couple of big, like, staple restaurants. Mm -hmm. But, like, how many people... You know, go to one of those restaurants, and they want a cup of coffee, or they want a dessert, you know, afterwards. And so I feel like, especially in Duluth, and um, you know, in some of the other communities like Lawrenceville and Roswell, they're starting to realize that. And so you're getting some of the specialty shops around those restaurants, which is a cool, cool thing. Um,
1: I try to teach my kids how important small businesses are. (laughs) Like, they matter to the economy, to the the local market, for sure. And, um, you know, these new kids who come into working, they just look at it as a job, but uh, I'm like, guys, you don't realize that by you guys helping us and keeping this place the way we want it, um, ensures that we have customers coming back, which ensures that I can keep employing people, which ensures that um, we stay in business personally. And then it keeps oh. us giving back to the community too. Yeah. So it's like the cycle of events that happens, yeah. but at the, the forefront, all they see is work.
0: Mm-hmm. But
1: you know, by yeah. year five, 80% of small businesses close. And I
0: think it's even higher than that. Yeah. It
1: wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. I mean, when we started building this place out, we drive straight up um, Peachtree Industrial. Yeah. And there was a restaurant being built out. They closed within six months. Another, um, So they emptied out, and then another restaurant moved in, Mm -hmm. and they closed probably about the same time. It's been three businesses in two years. Wow. And that's how cutthroat the food industry
0: is. Yeah. Well, I think, too, Atlanta got super caught up in the shopping center, Mm -hmm. like, culture, Mm -hmm. and the suburbs especially, like— You said coming up Peachtree Industrial, like how many shopping centers do you pass on your way to Duluth that are just like, how many stores can we cram into this one space? And I think that's what people love about downtown Duluth, um, you know, the Marietta Square, um, those places, because there's just more character Mm -hmm. and there's more of a community and identity behind the businesses behind the people that are hanging out and eating dinner there—like yes. you feel—you, I'm sure you feel that here in Dallas. Def,
1: definitely. That's what drew me to it. Yeah. So back in in Dallas, Texas, they built everything to look exactly the same, and right. that's so boring to me. <laughs> um, <laughs> The fact that this is walkable and then the city allows you to have open containers so you don't... I mean, you can enjoy the weather outside and yep. have a nice cocktail at the same time, um, live music, and yeah. it's a really desirable area just to go out in and explore. Sure. Um, and then especially when they throw events and the weather's beautiful, yep. it's just like there's nowhere else you need to be. No doubt. But you, ha- you have to have character <laughs> and something to appeal to people and just the same look like cookie-cutter homes, you know, nothing exciting about that. But what these little towns are doing, I think speaks to people and people are starting
0: to notice. While Duluth is starting to build a great reputation around Metro Atlanta, getting the word out is still a major priority for Carissa. Luckily for her, in the world of social media where imagery is king, she's got some pretty amazing inventory to showcase.
1: So for up until December, I've been doing all the social media, wow. and this is one of the changes that I hired um, a digital marketing company, finally. Yeah, yeah. Because, man, dude, it would take me an hour to do a post, because I don't know what the heck I'm doing.
0: Yeah, but and you're a details person, so yes. you just sit there and stare oh, at the words, not you? I would study
1: the algorithms, <laughs> uh, I, but I, as yep. a business owner, don't have time to be doing that. That's right. not my focus. Right, right. And I nipped it in the butt, and I hired uh, the number one food influencer in Atlanta, ATL Bucket List, and she took my account over.
0: She's a stud.
1: Yes. And uh, Alyssa's her name, and she took over my account uh, starting in December. So I'm excited to start that partnership. But uh, to answer your question, Instagram, uh, by doing it, I learned that colors help, Hmm. food because like, I would do posts on coffee, which maybe you wouldn't get so much engagement, but food pictures are where it's at. <laughs> and then even handling uh, my Facebook page, too, I learned that audience is yeah. different, where Facebook is primarily more families, and they like the caring stuff, the coffee stuff, sure. or the people posts, whereas my Instagram, um, and I, I think this is fairly common um, across the board, but Instagram, you have to visually... Grab someone yeah. immediately to get their attention, and yep. the best way to do that is food. Yep. And uh, so going through that process, I learned a lot, yeah. and it was kind of research in a way to learn more about my demographic as well. But I'm very happy I don't have to do that anymore. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, that's it's fun, but man, will that not consume? Oh, yeah, time. and
1: it's a love-hate thing because someone can have a bad experience too and then go straight to social media. Sure. Instead of the old days where if something was wrong, you would ask for a manager, right? right? That is not a thing anymore. Right. It, it's just straight to, I had a bad experience, and yeah. I'm going to post this and leave this review. Yep. And that's something we all struggle with.
0: No doubt. But yeah, that's, that's definitely a challenge that maybe yes. businesses didn't face 20, 30 years Mm-mm. ago that – no. Everybody's just trying to get, get a handle on. Yeah. You, you touched on it a little bit and alluded to it, but I'm curious to know what you think the future holds for Simply Done. What are the next steps for you?
1: Um, well, I'm very future-forward thinking. Yeah. So my dream is to grow this nationally, hmm. and I'm, I'm already starting to build the system to hopefully franchise this out, and I've been talking with people about doing so. And it's very important for me and in my conversations with this company Mm -hmm. that we keep the same feel that we have here and I don't want to just be a typical franchise sure Um, so I have to be very careful about it but I do want to impact people's lives elsewhere
0: yeah and
1: um, that's my vision
0: do you see that starting locally here and branching out or maybe not so much
1: um, I feel not so much, but that's probably hmm. only because I work twenty four seven and I haven't been yeah. able to venture out as much as I would like. Sure. But I can tell you, there's a lot of people who are like, "You should open one here." No, hmm. we need one here. Yeah. So I'm totally. That's gonna be open. a great feeling. It is. It yeah. is. And I'm totally open to where um, this journey takes me. Yeah. And i i know along the way things have lined up perfectly the way they should yeah and i have faith that it will continue that way
0: well how can people in the, the small business community help
1: um well one definitely come try us yeah and then if anything keep us in mind for corporate events for weddings any and everything sort of event we got we, we do it we're yeah. a caterer and uh just keep us in mind and if anything plan a date night or a family night out in yeah. this area because most people don't even know this area exists sure I mean, we hear it countless times <laughs> like we didn't even know this was here <laughs> but i really want people to get out here and enjoy this area yeah. and see what else there is besides you know atlanta and yeah. that the burbs actually have some good food and good scenery and yep. good things to do
0: if you haven't yet i would highly recommend checking out the simply done donuts food truck But even more so, as Carissa said, plan a trip up by 85 and visit her and the team at their store in Duluth. Tell them Atlanta Born & Brand sent you. I do not think you will regret it. But all dad jokes aside. Atlanta Born & Brand is a production of Connects Media. We're a full-service digital media production company focused on helping small businesses tell their story in the most effective way they can. If you're looking to tell the story of your business, we'd love to help. You can find us at connectatl.com. Special thanks go out to Chris Hilliard, Joshua Pruitt, and our families who make it all possible. Stay tuned to the show for more stories from the city's top startups and small businessmen and women. You can do that by subscribing in Apple Podcasts or wherever else you might happen to be listening. If you like the show, we'd really appreciate a review and a rating. And, of course, share it with your friends. Keep up with the show on social media, we're at ATL Born Brand on Instagram and Twitter, and you can also like our Atlanta Born and Brand Facebook page. Finally, you can find all the previous episodes of the show on our website, atlborn.com. For Atlanta Born and Brand and Connects Media, I'm Jonathan Hilliard. Thanks so much for listening, and I'll see y'all soon.